Hi everyone, and welcome to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm your DJ and host, Sam Wilson Jr., as I bring you the history of black music, gospel, jazz, blues, old school classic soul, old school hip hop, today's hip hop and R&B, Caribbean, Latin, Afrobeat, Afro-Latina, Blue-Eyed Soul, Disco, Go-Go, Line Dances, and The Lost 45s. So come with me as I take you on a trip to the history of Black music, right now on the Black Soul Music Experience. Welcome to the Black Show Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. And you have to forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. I was just finished eating um, some Valentine's Day chocolate candy. <laughs> yes, and as you know, Valentine's Day is this week as we celebrate Black History Month. Now, I was just treating myself to some boxes of chocolates, you know, I haven't had any boxes of chocolates when I was a kid. And me growing up watching all of these commercials about these Valentine's Day chocolate candies, you can order them over the phone. So now I have a chance to treat myself to some, mm -mm -mm, some Valentine's Day chocolate candies. You know, I just can't help myself. And that's our topic on this episode of the Black Soul Music Experience. We're going to be talking about our favorite love songs for Valentine's Day. And as I said, Valentine's Day is this week as we continue to celebrate Black History Month. Now, I know what you're thinking out there. What does Sam Wilson Jr. know about love songs? Well, I'm going to tell it to you by experience. I've just turned 57 years old on October 18th, 2023. And let me tell you, and yes, I've been through so many relationships that it doesn't work. But through experience, I've been dropped off by so many family members as well as friends. Now, my late mother had to go to work and she would drop me off by her parents, my maternal, late maternal grandparents in the Bronx, New York. And I've been dropped off most of the time and I can tell you that my late maternal grandfather, I would listen to most of his favorites, whether it's Motown or Atlantic Records or Stax Records, you know, when he pulled out that Isaac Hayes LP called the Isaac Hayes Movement. There's some love songs. So I'm going to tell you about that later on. But this is an example of what you're going to be hearing about behind the scenes of our favorite love songs whether it's Isaac Hayes or Barry White or Aretha Franklin or Roberta Flack or the Delphonics, just to name a few. And that's what you're going to be hearing on this episode of the Black Soul Music Experience. Now, I know what you're saying. What was Sam's favorite love song? Whether he has a date or not? <laughs> well, I can tell you. Did you know the Jackson 5 had their first love ballad? when they were introduced to Motown in 1969 and then had their first number one hit in 1970? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And we'll tell you about that in a few minutes. So let me finish eating this chocolate candy. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. And let's start on with our episode for the Black Soul Music Experience as we celebrate Black History Month. Yes, it's love songs as we honor Valentine's Day. Now, as I said, the Jackson 5 had their first love ballad hit, and it was back in 1970. And the name of the song was called I'll Be There. And this is from their LP entitled Third Album, released on the Motown label. The LP was released on September 8th, 1970. And their song, I'll Be There, was released on August 28th, 1970. The song went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts on October 17th, 1970 for five weeks, and number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Charts on October 10th, 1970 for six weeks. The song sold over 4.2 million copies in the United States. That's right. It went platinum. 4.2 million copies in the United States and 200 copies in the UK, and it went silver. And the song was 6 million copies worldwide. So the song I'll Be There was the biggest hit seller. Yep, Michael Jackson was right. The biggest hit seller ever. Now, Michael was 11 years old when the song was released. He turned 12 years old on August 29th. Though he shares the lead with his older brother, Jermaine, but it was Michael's vocal that truly bring home its emotionally impact. Now, in 2011, the song was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. In May of 1992, Mariah Carey, featuring newcomer Trey Lorenz, did the remake of the song for the MTV Unplugged LP. And it was nominated for Best R&B Performance by Duo or Group at the 1993 Grammy Awards. So as you can see, hey, you don't have to be old, you know, to fall in love, be young ones too. But they already know about love songs because it's coming from the heart. You have to feel it within your soul and emotional. It doesn't have to be dates and things like that. It could be something emotional, something that was just lost and just came back for anything. Now, speaking of Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson's solo LP, Thriller, when Jackson Brothers, Michael too, has switched over to Epic CBS Records. Now, as I said, Michael Jackson's LP, Thriller, was released on November 29th, 1982, on the Epic CBS label. The name of the song was called The Lady in My Life. Although the song wasn't a hit, but it was well played at night when Black Radio introduced to us the Quiet Storm format, and the song was the most requested song ever. Still up to this date. Back in 1986, 
smooth contemporary jazz artist Stanley Jordan did the remake and from his plucking of the guitar. Now, another one from Michael Jackson and his brothers, the Jackson Five, they had a song called Never Can Say Goodbye. And that was from their LP entitled Maybe Tomorrow, released on the Motown label. The LP was released on April 12th, 1971. And yes, the song was released on March 16th, 1971. The song went to number two on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts. And the song went to number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts on May 1st, 1971 for three weeks. Now on that same year, the late Isaac Hayes did the remake of the song, but in a slow jam format. And that was from his LP, Black Moses, released on Stax's Enterprise label. Now it's from a grown folks point of view. And on that same year was followed by jazz guitarist, the late Grant Green from his jazz version of Never Can Say Goodbye. And in 1974, Miss Gloria Gaynor did the disco version of Never Can Say Goodbye. Now here's a black soul music experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that Clifton Davis, that's right, singer, songwriter, and actor Clifton Davis wrote the song, but it was intended for the Supremes. And the bad news was the ladies have turned it down. It, they said, this is Michael's song. It was perfect for his voice. And as I mentioned, Clifton Davis wrote the song. Singer, songwriter, and actor. He is best remembered. We all know him from the ABC comedy series, That's My Mama, which was aired from 1974 to 1976. And yes, he was once dating Melba Moore. And both of them, they had their own summer variety series aired on CBS back in 1971. And then during the late 70s and through the 80s, he was a minister. And he came back to television and did the situation comedy series called Amen. And that was aired on NBC from September of 1986 to May of 1991. And yes, he played a minister. Just like in real life, he was a minister. And yes, he started off on Broadway with a stage play called Two Gentlemen of Verona, which also starred African-American actress Jonelle Allen. Now, here's another song that all of the grown folks love. And yes, even though the song wasn't a hit, but it was a hit for many others. And I'll tell you the name of the song. The name of the song is called For the Good Times. And that was performed by the Reverend Al Green. And that was from his LP entitled, I'm Still in Love with You. And yes, it was released back on October 23rd, 1972, released on the high label. Now, this was the most requested song by the grown folks and seniors. Now, here's a Black Soul Music Experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that Chris Christopherson, 
That's the white guy. He's a singer, songwriter, and actor. He wrote the song, and yes, the song had remakes. First, it was sung by country singer Bill Nash, and it was released as a single in 1968 on the Smash label. Then, Chris Christopherson sung it from his debut LP entitled Christopherson, released on the Monument label, and it was released back in June of 1970. Now, here's a more information about this. Chris Christopherson wrote most of the song in 1968 while on a work-related road trip from Nashville, Tennessee to the Gulf of Mexico. Now, before he became famous, Chris Christopherson had a series of temporary jobs and that later included to be a helicopter pilot for oil companies in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, this song was about the end of a love affair based on his real-life experience. Now, music scholar Steve Sullivan says, and I quote, it conveys sadness, acceptance, and longing. And yes, that was a wonderful love affair. Well, you fill in the rest. Now, on that same year of 1970, country singer Ray Price did his version and it was from his LP entitled For the Good Times, released on the Columbia CBS label. The album was released back in 1970. The song was released back on June 27, 1970. It went to number 11 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number one on Billboard's Country Singles Shorts on September 19, 1970 for one week. He won an ACM Award for Single of the Year at the 1971 Academy of Country Music Awards. And at that same time, Chris Christopherson won an ACM Award for Song of the Year. Now, singer Wayne Newton did his version back in 1970. Then Perry Como did his version back in August of 1973. And it went to number seven, on the UK Singles Shorts and number one on the Irish Singles Shorts for two weeks in November of 1973. Now, as for us black folks, as I mentioned, the late Isaac Hayes did his version of the song from his 1971 LP, Black Moses. And the LP, Black Moses, released on Stax's Enterprise label, was released back on November 1st, 1971. Although it wasn't a hit for Isaac Hayes, but his LP, Black Moses, went to number one on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts on January 15, 1972, for seven weeks. Then in the fall of 1972, the Reverend Al Green LP, I'm Still in Love with You, that featured the song for the good times, took it to the top 40 hits. Now, as I said, this was the most requested song by grown folks and the seniors. And let me tell you, I've been to so many dance parties. And yes, my late mother would ask me, he said, hey, 
Why don't you buy a ticket for me? Go to South Carolina Union dance for this fundraiser. And that was in the co-op city section of the Bronx, New York. I was at the Dreiser Auditorium Center and the DJ was playing some Al Green. Oh my goodness, let me tell you, every adult, seniors, grown folks, baby, dancing to Reverend Al Green. <laughs> yep, so every party I go to, the DJ will put on some Al Green. So if you haven't checked out the song for the good times, which was the most requested song by the Reverend Al Green, I recommend it. Now, here's another song that everyone loves and enjoy. These guys are from the Windy City of Chicago, Illinois, and they are the Dells. Now, the Dells recorded their song, Stay In My Corner, from their LP entitled, It's Not Unusual, released on the VJ label back in 1965. Now, the song went to number 23 on Billboard's Soul Singles charts. Now, the bad news is that the LP didn't crack the top 200. So the song itself had a fast mid-tempo speed. It would go like this. With just a kiss from you, we'll make him sweet. That's how it first came out in 1965. But then three years later, in 1968, the group switched labels from VJ and they moved to Chess Records. Now, the Dells were on Chess's division label, Cadet. And yes, the group have recorded a new album called There Is, and that was released back in the spring of 1968. Now, they needed one more song to finish up the album, and that's when they decided to re-record the song New and Improve in a slow jam with a little help from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. The new version of Stay In My Corner went to number 10 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts and number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Charts on August 10th, 1968 for three weeks. Now, the album went to number 29 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Charts and number four on Billboard's Soul Albums charts. Now, let me tell you, I had was playing the, the 1968 version. Yeah, I, I liked it. And when I heard the original version, it was like, oh, there's a difference. But when I listened to the slower, slow jam version, which was six minutes and 10 seconds, it was a masterpiece. Well done by the Dells. Now, the 1968 version was better. Requested by folks, six minutes and 10 seconds. You can't beat that. Now, the next song that I really love, <laughs> I was in my late mother's car, was Me and Mrs. Jones by the late Billy Paul. And he was the second artist to be on Gamelin Huff's Neptune Records, which was distributed by Chess Records. By 1970, they switched over to CBS Records and they renamed it Philadelphia International Records. 
The name of the LP was called 360 Degrees of Billy Paul, released back in the fall of 1972. His song, Me and Mrs. Jones, was released on September 13, 1972. Now, the song was about an extramarital affair, which you still see it today. It was an extramarital affair love song. The single became Billy Paul's only crossover hit that went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts on December 16th, 1972 for three weeks, and number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Charts on December 9th, 1972 for three weeks. The LP went to number 110 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Charts and number one on Billboard's Soul Album Charts. The song went gold and it sold over a million copies in print, and Billy Paul won a Grammy Award for Best R&B Vocal Performance, Male, at the 1973 15th Annual Grammy Awards. In 2018, the song was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. In 2009, Essence Magazine included the song in their list of the 25 best slow jams of all time. Now, in May of 1975, the Dramatics did the remake of the song, which was taken from the LP called Dramatic Jackpot, released on the ABC label. The LP was released back in June of 1975. The song went to number 47 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts, and number four on Billboard's Soul Singles Charts. The album went to number 31 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number nine on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts. Now in 1973, Barbara Mason did the female version and it was called Me and Mr. Jones. Now I can tell you we have some other, and I mean another, extramarital affair. Let me tell you, my late maternal grandfather played the heck out of this song. And the next song I'm about to introduce to you was called, If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want To Be Right, performed by the late Luther Ingram. And that was taken from the LP of the same name, If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want To Be to be right, released on Stax's Coco label back in 1972. The single was released back in April of 1972. The song went to number three on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts on July 8th, 1972 for three weeks. The song went gold and it sold over four million copies in print. Now, here's a Black Soul Music Experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. The song was originally was recorded, and it was for the emotions. The bad news is that the song was never released. So, Luther Ingram's, that was his time. This was his song. And the song stayed on the Hot 100 charts for 18 weeks. Now, singer Millie Jackson 
accepted the remake of the song in 1974 from an LP entitled Caught Up, released on the Spring label. The song went to number 42 on both Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. The song was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best R&B Vocal Performance Female at the 1975 17th Annual Grammy Awards. And in 1979, country singer Barbara Mandrell did her version of the song from her LP called Moods, released on the ABC label back on September 29th, 1978. The single was released on January 22nd, 1979. The song went to number 31 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number one on Billboard's Country Singles Shorts on April 14th, 1979 for one week and number six on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Shorts. The LP went to number 132 on Billboard's Top 200 Albums and number eight on Billboard's Country Albums Shorts. Now, as you can see, those are some of the love songs that I really love, and I know you and the audience out there love them too. And yes, some of you out there love some of those that weren't hits, but it was well requested in the nightclubs and the dance parties, etc., etc. Well, we're just getting started, so I'll be right back as I bring you more of your favorite love songs in honor of Valentine's Day as we continue to celebrate Black History Month. You're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to my music podcast, the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast, where I bring you the history of Black music, gospel, jazz, blues, Old school classic soul, old school hip hop, today's hip hop and R&B, Caribbean, Latin, Afrobeat, Afro-Latina, blue-eyed soul, go-go, disco, the line dances, and the lost 45s. This year, it's going to be different where I have to do all of the talking, where I bring you more artist profile birthdays, more music topics, and I finally got a chance to get some guests to be on my podcast. So in order for me to continue, then I need your help. Please subscribe to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr forward slash support and keep on listening to the black soul music experience podcast every tuesdays available on apple spotify google amazon music iHeartRadio, radio pocket cast or wherever you get your podcast thank you for your support welcome back to the black soul music experience i'm sam wilson jr as we continue to celebrate Black History Month as I bring you your favorite love songs in honor of Valentine's Day. Now, there's some more of our favorite love songs that we all love, and it all became number one hits. 
And this one is coming from the Manhattans. That's right, folks, the Manhattans. Now, the Manhattans have been performing since the mid-60s, but didn't have any hits until their breakthrough in 1973 when they signed with Columbia CBS Records, and they were assigned to Mr. Bobby Martin and MFSB. Now, their debut song, There's No Me Without You, was their breakthrough hit. But then, three years later, the group struck gold with their hit, Kiss and Say Goodbye, released in March of 1976 from their self-titled LP, The Manhattans, that was released in May of 1976. The song went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts on July 24th, 1976, for two weeks, number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts on May 22nd, 1976, for one week, and number 12 on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Shorts. The song went platinum, and it sold over 2,500,000 copies in print. The album went to number 16 on Billboard's Top LP Shorts, and number 6 on Billboard's Soul LP Shorts. And the album went gold. Imagine, a sad song will become a number one hit. Hmm. Now, the next one I'm about to introduce you is another song called If You Don't Know Me By Now, You Will Never Ever Know Me, sung by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes featuring Teddy Pendergrass. Now, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes had their debut hit, If You Don't Know Me By Now, from their debut LP entitled I Miss You, which was later retitled Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, featuring If You Don't Know Me By Now and I Miss You, released on the Philadelphia International CBS label back on August 25th, 1972. The single was released on September 11th, 1972. The song went to number three on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts on November 18th, 1972 for two weeks. The album went to number 53 on Billboard's Top LP Shorts and number four on Billboard's Soul LP Shorts. And yes, they performed the song on Soul Train back in October of 1972. Now, here's a Black Soul Music Experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. The song was originally for the female group LaBelle. You know, Patti LaBelle, Nona Hendrix, and the late Sarah Dash. But they never recorded it. Gamma Huff gave it to the guys. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, and Teddy Pendergrass was the lead singer. Patti LaBelle did the remake in 1982 for her 1985 LP, Patti. And yes, the British soul group Simply Red did their version in 1989 and won a Grammy Award. Now, the next song that I know that we all love was called I'm so proud. Now, the impressions 
did the original version back in 1964 from the LP entitled The Never Ending Impressions, released on the ABC label, and it was released back on January 9th, 1964. The song was released back in the spring of 1964. The song went to number 14 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and also number 14 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. The LP went to number 52 on Billboard's Pop Album Shorts. In 1970, the main ingredient did the remake of the song from the LP called Tasteful Soul, released on the RCA label. The song went to number 49 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number 13 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. The album went to number 146 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number 26 on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts. And later, in 1983, singer Denise Williams did the remake as well from her LP entitled I'm So Proud, released on the Columbia CBS label back in the summer of 1983. The song went to number 28 on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Shorts. The album went to number 54 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number 10 on Billboard's R&B Black Album Shorts. The song was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance at the 1984 26th Annual Grammy Awards. Now this next song <laughs> that I'm about to introduce to you the name of the song is called Sparkle. And guess what, folks? This song was performed by Cameo. Now, I knew Cameo for their hits, their dance hits, including She's Strange, Candy, Single Life, Word Up, back in the early and mid-80s. But I didn't know that they did some slow jams back in the late 70s. I didn't know that this was the funk band was coming from the NYC. I thought they were from Atlanta, Georgia. So the band was formed by Larry Blackman. That's the guy who had later on, we see in the 80s at that square fade top hair and that that little thing in the, in the middle. You know, that thing. Yes, the funk band was formed back in 1974, but they were known as the NYC players. Now, because of another group, the Ohio Players, they had to change their name to Cameo. And yes, the band was signed to Casablanca Records to its division imprint, Chocolate City Records, in 1975. And as I said, they changed the name from the New York City Players to Cameo in 1978. Now, when I was listening to 98.7 KISS FM in New York City back in 1995, when the radio station changed its format to Classic Soul and today's R&B, the station played the song Sparkle, a slow jam taken from the LP entitled Secret Omen, released on Casablanca's Chocolate City label, and the LP was released on June 25th, 1979. The song Sparkle was released back in 1980 
Although the song didn't crack the top 10 hit on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles charts, but it did well at number 10 on Billboard's Soul Singles charts. The LP went to number 46 on Billboard's Top 200 Albums charts and number 4 on Billboard's Soul Albums charts. Now, this was my first time listening to this song and still didn't know that Cameo had bring us this slow jam. Kiss FM played it to a new generation like me. So, still up to this date, I got a chance to listen to that song. And I play that song when I'm going on my travels. You know, travel tranquilly as I go on vacation. I'll be on the Greyhound bus. And now on my Amtrak train, and I'll be listening and playing the song Sparkle. Now, here's another song that we all know that has been done remakes a lot. And the name of the song is called Wildflower. Now, this song was sung by the Canadian group Skylark. Then, remakes by other groups and sampled by today's hip-hop and R&B artists. Now, this one was coming from Canada. Yes, Skylark. This was founded by member and producer Mr. David Foster. It was an integrated group which had the African-Canadian lead singer Donnie Gerard. Now, as Eddie Levert said, it was a black guy sound like a white guy. Yes, that is true. And yes, a black guy sounding white. Now, the group's Self-titled debut LP, Skylark, was released on the Capitol label back in January of 1973. The single was released back in February of 1973. First, it was played at a Canadian radio station, CKLW, in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Then in the spring of 1973, Capitol Records decided to release it in the neighboring Detroit, Michigan, as a regional release, and it became a huge soul hit on the soul black radio stations across the United States before crossing over to the pop charts. Now, the song went to number 10 on Canada's RPM top singles charts and number one on RPM's adult contemporary single shorts. In the United States, the song went to number nine on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Single Shorts and number five on Billboard's Easy Listening Single Shorts. It was a top 10 hit when 107.5 WBLS-FM in New York City and other top 40 stations. Yes, I love that song so much. It was the melody and the guitar as it flows in through, flowing in, right in. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Still up to this date, I love that song. And even a friend of my late mother's did a homemade eight-track tape with all the various artists. And we saw the name Skylark on there. I thought it was Wildflower. <laughs> Wildflower. But the group's name was Skylark. 
Now, later in the fall of 1973, the new birth did the version of the song from their LP entitled It's Been a Long Time, released on the RCA label. The remake of the song was released back in February of 1974, and the song went to number 45 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts and number 17 on Billboard's Soul Singles Charts. The LP went to number 50 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Charts and number 7 on Billboard's Soul Album Charts. Now, this version was the most requested song ever at after-work parties, nightclubs, and for the retirees. Now, as a DJ, I was doing a couple of gigs for the retirees in New York City, in the Bronx, New York. So you never know, many retirees will love that song ever. Now, in 2005, the intro of the new birth song, Wildflower, was sampled by singer-actor-comedian Jamie Foxx for his hit called Unpredictable. And in January of 1974, the OJs did their version, but it was stretched to nine minutes. It's the live version of Wildflower from the LP entitled The OJs Live in London, released on the Philadelphia International CBS label back in February of 1974. Now, the live LP went to number 17 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number two on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts. The live LP went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print. Now, in today's hip-hop and R&B, rapper Kanye West and Paul Wall sampled the song for their hit called Drive Slow. And rapper Eminem sampled the song for his hit called No One's Iller from his 1998 debut LP, The Slim Shady LP. Now, we got some youth groups on here. Now, with the success of the Jackson 5, there was another group, another youth group that is, and this one comes from Chicago. And the name of the group was called The Brighter Side of Darkness. And the name of the song was called Love Jones. Now, this group was formed back in 1971 at Calumet High School in Chicago, Illinois. Their lead singer was Ralph Eskridge and 12-year-old Daryl Lamont. The other members were Randolph Murph and Larry Washington. The age range was from 12 to 17. They released the single Love Jones back in December of 1972. And the song went to number 16 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number three on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. The single went gold and it sold over 4,000 copies in print. And yes, the single was added to their debut LP called Love Jones, released on the 20th Century Fox label back in February of 1973. The LP went to number 35 on Billboard's Soul album shorts. Sadly, the group disbanded in 1974. 
Now, in addition, the song was spoofed as Basketball Jones, and that was performed by comedians Cheech and Chong in 1973. The parody spoof was released as a single on the OD label back in August of 1973, and it went to number 15 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts. Now, another youth group, and yes, this time it was a family group, just like the Jackson family, the Silvers had their song called Through the Love in My Heart. And yes, I love this song, and I haven't never heard this song before until I heard it on iTunes. And although it wasn't a hit, but it was a mid-love ballad. Now, this was from their LP called The Silvers 2, and it was released on the Pride MGM label back in 1973. The song was released in the winter of 1974, and it went to number 50 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. The album went to number 164 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number 37 on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts. Now, this next song that I'm about to tell you, and I didn't hear it until I heard it on 98.7 KISS FM in New York City. And the name of the song was called Remember the Rain, and it was sung by this youth group called the 21st Century. Now, as I said, another male group didn't get any recognition, and it was underrated. Now, with the success of the Jackson 5, followed by the Osmonds and the Five Stair Steps and the Brighter Side of Darkness, this group had a one-hit wonder, and it was called Remember the Rain, and that was from their debut LP called Ahead of Our Time, released on the RCA label back in the summer of 1975. Now, as I said, the first time I heard the song was on 98.7 KISS FM in New York City when they changed the format to Classic Soul and Today's R&B. And it was also played on Kissing After Dark. Yes, that's the Quiet Storm format. Although it wasn't a hit, but it was received by so many listeners. So, sadly, the song is not available on iTunes, but you will have to listen to it on YouTube. Now, another underrated singer that we all know is Miss Tracy Spencer, and the name of her song is called Love Me. Now, Tracy Spencer was born in Waterloo, Iowa. Now, Tracy Spencer made her debut back in 1988 when her self-titled debut LP, Tracy Spencer, released on the Capitol label and that was back in 1988. Two years later, her second LP called Make the Difference, also released on the Capitol label. The LP was released back on August 27, 1990. The song was called Love Me, and it was released back in February 4, 1992. Now, this love ballad focuses on Spencer asking someone to love her. The song went to number 48 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts back in the summer of 1992, and it was number two 
on Billboard's R&B Black Singles charts back in April of 1992. The LP went to number 107 on Billboard's Top 200 album charts and number 38 on Billboard's R&B Black Album Shorts. Now, I saw the music video on BET's Midnight Love on February 1st, 1992. And this was one of the best love ballad songs ever. And yes, she was only 14 years old when she recorded the song back in August of 1990. Now, here's a Black Soul music experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Tracy Spencer started out on Star Search back in 1987, and she won $10,000 in the Junior Vocal Prize. Now, speaking of youth, here's another artist that we all love, Miss Stacy Lattisaw. Coming out of Washington, D.C., Stacy Lattisaw made her debut back in 1979 called When You're Young and in Love from her LP entitled Young and in Love. But it was the fall of 1980 when her breakout hit called Let Me Be Your Angel from her LP entitled Let Me Be Your Angel released on Atlantic's Cotillion label. The LP was released on April 21st, 1980. The single was released back in the fall of 1980. The song went to number 21 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Single Shorts, number eight on Billboard's Soul Single Shorts, and number 34 on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Single Shorts. The album went to number 44 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts, and number nine on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts. And yes, the album was produced by drummer and singer Narada Michael Walden and songwriter Miss Bunny Hull. Now, as I said, she was 13 years old when the album was released. And yes, Stacy Lattisaw was born in November of 1966. And me, I was born in October of 1966. So I'm a month older than her. Yep, but Stacy Lattisaw got some chops singing chops that is so we're gonna take a quick break and yes we got some more love songs that i'm about to share with you as we honor valentine's day as we continue to celebrate black history month and let me hear a word from you too what was your favorite love song from back in the day was it your favorite love songs from the 60s or in the 70s or in the 80s, or in the 90s. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you. What was your favorite love song or your favorite Valentine's Day love song? Was it coming from the 60s or from the 70s or from the 80s or from the 90s? Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you. 
We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back to play more, or should I say tell you about all of your favorite love songs that get you in the mood. In honor of Valentine's Day, as we continue to celebrate Black History Month, you're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. Welcome back to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. As I bring you your favorite love songs in honor of Valentine's Day as we continue to celebrate Black History Month. Now, just a reminder, I can't bring all of our favorite love songs. We can't do it all in one night. So there's a lot of love songs out there has been there back in the 50s. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, up to today. So, like I said, we can't do it all in one night for five or six hours. So, you got to give us some rest. We can do another episode in, in the future years to come. So, there's a lot of love songs out there that we can't do overnight. But I want to hear a word from you. So, I want to hear your favorite love song. So, send me a message. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you, America, and I want to hear a word from you from around the world. What was your favorite love song? Could it be back from the 50s or the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or today? Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. slash messages. All right, let's continue where we left off at. Now, there's another youth group out there back in the 80s, and I'll introduce two of them, and they were both produced and arranged and discovered by Maurice Starr. Two of them were from Massachusetts. One was coming from the Roxbury section of Boston, Massachusetts. The other one was from Dorchester, Massachusetts. And I'm going to open up with New Edition. Now, New Edition came on the scene back in 1983 of January. Now, as I said, they represent the Roxbury section of Boston, Massachusetts, or Boston, Mass. Now, their song from their debut LP, and the name of the song was called, Is This the End? And as I said, New Edition made their debut back in January of 1983 with their worldwide hit debut. And it was released back in February of 1983 from their debut LP called Candy Girl. And this was their first love ballad. And it was released back on May 15th, 1983. The song was, yep, was on the Streetwise label that was a small independent label. Now, as I said, the song was released back on May 15th, 1983. The song went to number 85 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number eight on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Shorts. And this song was the most requested song ever. And yes, I saw the music video aired on New York Hot Tracks on ABC7 when the music video show was premiered back in the summer of 1983. Now, as I said, this was the most requested love ballad 
ever. And when New Edition made their debut back in January of 1983. Now, speaking of New Edition, Maurice Starr discovered and produced the next group. And yes, they're white. So Maurice Starr had produced another teen group, and this one was called New Kids on the Block. You know, they had Joe McIntyre and, you know, Donnie D or Donnie Wahlberg and Jonathan Knight, just to name a few. Now, they had their first album back in 1986, their self-titled LP. But it wasn't until 1988 when their breakout hit with their song called Please Don't Go Girl. And that was released from their second LP called Hanging Tough, released on the Columbia CBS label. The LP was released on August 12th, 1988. The single was released back on April 16th, 1988. And this song tells about a man who requests a woman he loves not to go away as she is her whole world and he promised to love her until the end of time. Now, Pan-European Magazine Music and Media described this song as slick as smothering soul and it was written and produced by Maurice Starr. The song went to number 10 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number 55 on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Shorts. The album went to number one on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number 40 on Billboard's R&B Black Album Shorts. The LP went eight druple platinum and it sold over 10 million copies in print. I'm going to say it again because I forgot the word plus. <laughs> eight druple platinum plus and it sold over 10 million copies in print. So Marie Star was responsible for those two groups. You had New Edition and Blue-Eyed Soul Group, New Kids on the Block. And yes, the rest was history, and they were all successful. And yes, you know, they had their own solo LPs and some went acting. But nothing couldn't compare those two groups that Marie Star discovered. New Edition and New Kids on the Block. Now, the next song that I'm about to tell you about is Ebony Eyes, and that was performed by Rick James with special guest Smokey Robinson. Now, this song, Ebony Eyes, was from Rick James' LP called Cold-Blooded, and that was released on Motown's Gordy label. The album was released on August 5th, 1983. The song was released on November 14th, 1983. The song chronicles on an affection for a certain woman, lost for words and made weak by the mere presence of this lady. Now, the song went to number 43 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts, number 22 on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Shorts, and number 35 on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Shorts. The album went to number 16 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts and number one on Billboard's R&B Black Album Shorts. 
The album went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print. Now, I got a chance to see the music video when it was aired on NBC's short-lived variety show called The New Show, which was aired on Friday nights. And it was premiered back in March of 1984. And it was created by SNL's Lorne Michaels. The guest host for that episode was Candace Bergen. And it was aired on the second Friday of March. And the musical guest was Rick James. And he had his song called New York Town on the first half of the variety show. And then on the second half, we saw the music video. And yes, it premiered on NBC's The New Show. And the rest was history. Now, the next song I'm about to introduce to you was called Love Lines, Angles, and Rhymes. And it was performed by the Fifth Dimension, the original members of the Fifth Dimension. That includes Miss Florence LaRue, Lamonte McLemore, who was also a photographer, the late Ron Dennison, and of course, husband and wife, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. Now, this love song was taken from the LP called Love Lines, Angles, and Rhymes, released on the Bell label, released back on February 1st, 1971. The single was released back in February of 1971, and the song went to number 19 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts, number 28 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts, and number 6 on Billboard's Easy Listening Singles Shorts. The LP went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print. Now, here's a Black Soul Music Experience FYI for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this song was originally recorded by Diana Ross from her self-titled solo debut LP, Diana Ross, released on the Motown label, and the LP was released back on June 19, 1970. The bad news is that the song wasn't on the original solo LP. But it wasn't until 2002 when Motown Records had bring us the CD Expanded Edition. And yes, it had the original Love, Lines, Angles, and Rhymes. So that was on the Expanded Deluxe Edition. Now, I got a chance to listen to Diana Ross's version, but I prefer the one from The Fifth Dimension, and their version was better. It had a smooth, soulful, popish version feel. Now, that's the one that I like. Now, the next song I'm about to introduce to you, I'm, I'm sure is one of your all-time favorites, for the Love of You, performed by the Isley Brothers. Now, this song was the most requested song ever. I mean, you go to those after-work parties, especially when they start playing the slow jams, whether it'll be in the middle or they will play it at the end before closing. You know, most of the clubs, they, they close about 11 o'clock, some... They close around 1 in the morning and some close at 2 in the morning. But let me tell you, 
This was the most requested song ever. And this was taken from the LP entitled The Heat Is On, featuring Fight The Power, released on the Teenex CBS label. The LP was released back on June 7th, 1975. The song was released on September 22nd, 1975, and it went to number 22 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number 10 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. The album went to number one on both Billboard's Pop LPs charts and on the Soul Album charts. The album went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print. Now, when I first heard this song on AM 1600 WWRL, this was the first time I heard this song. Now, I was on a church trip with my late paternal grandmother, Sadie Beatrice Warwick Wilson, and she belongs to Mount Calvary United Methodist Church. And we was on our way to Danbury, Connecticut. I was on that church bus and they were playing that song for the love of you. It was well requested. And not only on AM 1600 WWRL, but they later played it on 107.5 WBLS, both stations in New York City. And like I said, it was the most requested love ballad ever. Now in 1987, Whitney Houston did the remake of the song and it was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Female R&B Pop Vocal Performance at the 1988 Grammy Awards. Now, I meant to say Best Female R&B Vocal Performance, <laughs> female. Oh, how do I got that in there? But as I said, Whitney Houston did the remake of the song and the song was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance at the 1988 Grammy Awards. And in 1997, smooth jazz saxophonist Miss Candy Dofa did the remake of the song from her LP entitled For the Love of You. And in 1994, hip-hop artist, rapper, the late Tupac Shakur sampled the song for his hit called Bury Me A G from his LP entitled Thug Life Volume 1. Now, I'm going to give you another blue-eyed soul artist that I, that I love. I remember this lady back in the 70s, and she was once married to singer, songwriter, and actor Chris Christopherson, which we just talked about earlier. Her name is Rita Coolidge, coming out of Lafayette, Tennessee, and she's a Cherokee. And the song that I love was called Love Me Again. And I first heard this song when Light FM 106.7 WLTW-FM in New York City made his debut back in March of 1984. Now, as I said, I was listening to the song on my Walkman and I was riding my bike on the Pelham Mushulu Bikeway in the Bronx, New York. And when I first heard this song during my Easter vacation from school or school off for the week, on the first week of April of 1984, as I said, I was riding my bike, had my Walkman on, and I was listening to the song 
Let me tell you, it was Blue Eyes Soulfully Good. You can hear the guitar on the background. Now, this was from her LP called Love Me Again, released on the A&M label, and the LP was released back in May of 1978. The single was released back in September of 1978. The song went to number 68 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts, number 20 on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Shorts, and number 83 on Billboard's Country Singles Shorts. The album went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print, and she performed the song on the season premiere of Donnie and Marie aired on ABC back on Friday, September 29th, 1978. Now, me growing up, you know, I was watching Donnie and Marie <laughs> Friday nights on ABC when they had that season premiere of Rita Coolidge, and she was performing that song, and I didn't know what's the name of the song until I first heard it on Light FM 106.7, and then I was watching YouTube, and I typed in Donnie and Marie, the 1978 season premiere. And now, when I heard the song again, I said, oh, yes, that was the song, Love Me Again. And she performed it on the Donnie and Marie Variety Show on ABC. Wow. I loved it so much, I even downloaded the song back in 2013. Love it, love it, love it. Now, let's get into some the Caribbean sound or reggae for y'all, you Caribbean lovers out there. Now, Bob Marley and the Whalers have been on the scene for many years until he passed away back in 1981. But the album Exodus, which was released on the Tough Gong Island label, the album was released back on June 3rd, 1977. And yes, my late stepfather, was Jamaican. He bought the LP. He played side two of the song. On side two, you know, it had a little, you know, disco, you know, love ballad stuff and, and, and everything. But when we got to that track called Turn Your Lights Down Low, I said, mm, Bob Marley was keeping up with the times on checking on what's happening in America. You know, disco, you know, love songs, kind of like get you back into the mood. Well, as I said, he kept up with the times. And as I said, the song Turn Your Lights Down Low was released on the LP called Exodus, released on the Tough Gong Island label. Although it wasn't a hit, but as I said, Bob Marley was keeping up with the times during the soul and slow jams in America. Now, in 1999, after his passing, Lauren Hill did the remake that featured the late Bob Marley and with the extended tracks. Her version was from the LP called Chant Down Babylon. And in 2008, Kobe Kalikat, or Kaliku Kalilat, <laughs> who rose to fame through MySpace, how many of y'all remember MySpace? Now, I'm sure most of these singers 
didn't need no record deal. So they put their songs either on YouTube or MySpace or Facebook. And yes, the singer rose to fame and she's coming from California. Now, she was supposed to audition for American Idol, but she got kicked off. She didn't make it to the finals. So anyway, she signed with uh, Republic Records and she did the remake of the song from her debut LP, Coco. Wow, I got a chance to listen to that song on YouTube. Yeah, she's a big fan of Bob Marley. So congrats to Colby with her rose to fame. Didn't need no contract. She just made her fame through MySpace and auditioned for American Idol and the rest was history. Another song that I like coming from the UK, Mr. Phil Collins. He is a member of Genesis. And most of the time he does his solo LPs back in the mid-80s as well as the early 80s with this song called One More Night. Now this is the song that I like, but I didn't know it was Phil Collins singing it. Now, this one was taken from his LP called No Jacket Required. And that was released on the Atlantic label. The LP was released back on February 18th. 1985. The song was released back on January 24th, 1985. And the song went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts on March 30th, 1985 for two weeks. Now the album went to number one on Billboard's Top 200 Album Charts. The song went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print and the LP went 12 Drupal Platinum, and it sold over 12 million copies in print. And yes, I heard the song on Light FM 106.7 WLTW-FM in New York City. So at first, I didn't know it was Phil Collins, but when I see those commercials back in the days, it was Phil Collins singing that song, One More Night. And I got a chance to see it on YouTube. There was a video for it, too. So the one and only Phil Collins, Blue-Eyed Soul, from the group Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> now, this next one I'm about to introduce to you was the Floaters. This is one of my favorites, the Floaters with their one-hit wonder, Float On. Taken from their self-titled debut LP, The Floaters, released on the ABC label, the LP was released back in May of 1977. The song was released back in June 1977. The song went to number two on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Single Shorts and number one on Billboard's Soul Single Shorts on August 13th, 1977 for six weeks. It also went to number one on the UK Single Shorts and number five on the Irish Single Shorts. The song went gold and it sold over 500,000 copies in print and the LP went platinum and it sold over a million copies in print. Now the song had spoken verses combined two popular trends from the time. One was the star signs and phone dating. And the song was co-written by James Mitchell of the Detroit Emeralds. Now in 2001, Full Force sampled the song 
And in the early 1990s, the song was used to advertise the Cadbury Cream Eggs commercial. I never seen that commercial. They just sewn the Cadbury Cream Eggs commercials where they had those bunny tryouts. I'm hoping they will air that instead of the bunny tryouts commercial. And on the same year of 1977, comedians Cheech and Chong did a parody spoof of that song, Float On, and the name of the song was called Bloat On. <laughs> I've never heard of it, but hopefully YouTube would sample, or should I say stream it on YouTube and also have it available on iTunes. <clears throat> now, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, these are some of the favorite love songs that I really love. Now, we're going to take another quick break and we're going to wrap things up. And like I said, you know, I would love to do all of our favorite love songs, but we're on like a scheduled time episode. So we can't do it like we normally do back then when I played the first two seasons of our favorite love songs, like mostly for two hours and some for three hours. But, you know, we got to do what we have to do. We have to talk and we have to bring you what was behind the scenes of our favorite love songs. Now, don't forget, folks, let me hear from you, America. and Let me hear a word from you from around the world. What was your favorite love song? Was it coming from the 60s or the 70s? or from the 80s, or from the 90s, or the 2000s, or today. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. And let me hear a word from you. Once again, go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. Now we're gonna take another quick break and we're gonna wrap things up with a couple of more songs that we may not know about, but you hear it on some of the radio stations. And I will give you my top 10 love songs from back in the day. And you'll hear it more when we come back. You're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. Welcome back to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. As I bring you your favorite love songs in honor of Valentine's Day as we continue to celebrate Black History Month. Now, before I wrap things up, I want to give a special prayer and condolences out to the family of singer Marlena Shaw. Now, I didn't know that Marlena Shaw was from New Rochelle, New York. I was just looking at her Wikipedia information. Oh, that we have a sister coming from Westchester County up in New Rochelle, New York. And yes, she was born on September 22nd, 1942, and she passed away in January of this year. Now, the song that I've been curious about that I've been hearing the song, and the name of the song was called Yuma, Go Away, Little Boy. And this song I was introduced back in 1994. I was at a friend's house in the Bronx, New York, in the West Bronx. And yes, the name of the song was called Yuma, Go Away, Little Boy. But 
it was known back then as called Go Away Little Boy because I didn't know that the name of the song was You Ma. So I thought it was like a egoistic rap or, you know, talk segue into the song. So then on January 2nd, 1995, 98.7 Kiss FM in New York City had changed the format to classic soul and today's R&B. And that's when the station was sold to MS Broadcasting. So by the fall of 1994, KISS FM has started doing the 12 Days of Kissmas. And back in December, just a week before Christmas, that's when I have heard of 98.7 KISS FM doing the 12 Days of Kissmas. So then I started switching from CBS FM to 98.7 KISS FM. And that's when they started playing my black old school classic soul. This is the format that I've been looking for for many, many years, ever since I was down at my cousin's house on my late father's side of the family. I was listening to WPFW at uh, 89.4 FM. They were playing all classic soul music, you know, not just old school classic soul, but it also they played jazz, and, you know, and gospel and the blues, just to name a few. So, thank goodness, I finally, we have a classic soul format, just especially made for me. So, I just need a little breath of fresh air from CBS FM. No offense to my colleagues over at CBS FM, where I deliver packages to. But I just needed some soul in my system. So, as I said, 98.7 KISS FM on January 2nd, 1995. The whole format was changed to classic soul and today's R&B. And as I said, they had played the song and it was called Yuma, Go Away, Little Boy. And it was from her LP called Sweet Beginnings, released on the Columbia CBS label. Now, the LP was released back in the fall of 1977. And the single was also released back in 1977 in the fall. Now, the song went to number 21 on Billboard's Soul Singles charts. The LP went to number 62 on Billboard's Top 200 Album Shorts, number 14 on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts, and number 12 on Billboard's Jazz Album Shorts. Now, Marlena Shaw was a classic soul singer and a jazz singer. Now, this was a remake, as I was told from Wikipedia, it was a remake of Steve Lawrence's 1962 hit called Go Away Little Girl. And then in 1971, Donny Osmond did the remake and it went to number one. His version of Go Away Little Girl on the MGM label. And then Nancy Wilson did the jazz version on the Capitol label. Now, this song was written by Jerry Goffin and Carol King, both former husband and wife. But to me, they didn't sound like Molina Shaw's version. She only added a couple of words to the song. So, you know, you don't hear the same 
versions as Steve Lawrence and Donny Osmond did, but Marlena Shaw had took it to the next level, added a few words, just ad libit, and as they say, the rest was history. The song went to number 21 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. Now, I bought the LP in the village, and let me tell you, I played that song. So now I realize that this was a song was kind of like differ from the other versions of the song. The, the guy's version of Go Away Little Girl and then the jazz version of Go Away Little Boy. But to me, you know, it doesn't sound the same like Marlena Shaw. So rest in peace to classic soul and jazz singer, Miss Marlena Shaw. Now, also, we got to give a shout out to the late Eddie Kendricks. His song, Intimate Friends, and it was taken from the LP called Slick, and it was released on Motown's Tamla label. And the LP was released back in August of 1977. The song was released on December 22nd, 1977, and it went to number 24 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts in the spring of 1978, and the LP went to number 47 on Billboard's Soul Album Shorts. And this was Eddie's last album before he switched over to Arista Records on the same year of 1978. Although it wasn't a hit, but the song was sampled by hip-hop and R&B artist Sweet Sable, and the name of the song was called Old Time's Sake. So she sampled the song from Eddie Kendricks. You could hear the boom, 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 boom. But they made the tempo a little faster and a little upbeat, and you hear the sample song. Dun, 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 dun. But you hear the song is saying, I remember how we chill back way back when, smoking a blunt and sipping on that Heineken. Now, that was something new, and that was from the Motion Picture Soundtrack LP Above the Rim back in 1994. And that was from the movie Above the Rim, released by New Line Cinema, which starred the late Tupac Shakur, Dwayne Martin, and Marlon Wayans, and the late comedian Bernie Mac. Now, in 2005, Alicia Keys sampled the song also, and this was from the song called Unbreakable, and this was from her MTV Unplugged Live LP, and that was also aired on MTV back on July 4th, 2005, and it was recorded live at the Brooklyn Academy of music in Brooklyn, New York. Now, as I said, the song wasn't a hit, but 98.7 Kiss FM played that song. And that's, like I said earlier, they changed the format to old school classic soul and today's R&B. I would never knew that this was the original song that will be later sampled by singer Sweet Sable in 1994. And then again, in 2005 by Miss Alicia Keys. All right, it's time now for the Black Soul Music Experience Top 
10 love songs of all time. So here I have in my hand is my version of the Black Soul Music Experience Top 10 Love Songs of All Time. Now, here's how it works. So I will count down the top 10 songs of all of our favorite love songs by me, yours truly, the songs that I like, and how many weeks has stayed on the charts, the most requested love songs ever. So if you're at an after-work party, the DJ will start playing some of your favorite slow jams in black terms, your favorite love ballads, music for lovers only, you know, whatever the terms that radio DJs may use, or if you're not at the nightclubs, you know, many brothers, they'll be probably say slow jams, etc., etc. So here we go. We start at number 10. So this is some of the old school classic soul and some blue eyed soul. This is my list. So you may not like the top 10 songs that I'll bring to you. But like I said, please let me hear your favorite love song. So we'll talk about that later at the end of this podcast. All right, here we go. At number 10, we have British blue-eyed soul singer, Miss Lisa Stansfield, her song, All Woman. And that is from her LP called Change, released on the Arista label. The single went to number 56 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Charts, number 21 on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Charts, and number one on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Charts on May 9th, 1992 for one week. Now, who was her favorite musical influence? The late Barry White. And yes, DJs played this song and all the black radio stations played this song. I love this song. You can hear the strings in the background and everything. It's just kind of like the influence on the late Barry White. So, that's number 10, All Woman from Miss Lisa Stansfield. Number nine, Do Me Baby by Miss Melissa Morgan. And that was from her debut LP called Do Me Baby, released on the Capitol label. The song went to number 46 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number one on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Shorts on February 15th, 1986 for three weeks. Now, I didn't know that this was a remake when it first came out. So when I was over at my late mom's house, my late stepfather was playing this song and I saw that the song was written by Prince. At first, I thought Prince would give the song to Melissa Morgan, but then I found out that Prince did the original version and then when the producers for Melissa Morgan's debut LP, they found the song that Prince didn't become a hit. And Melissa Morgan said, I ain't doing that song. So then you gotta try out this song. You will love it. And as they all say, the rest was history. The song went to number one on Billboard's R&B Black Single Shorts on February 15th, 1986 for three weeks. 
Yes, I love that song so much. It is soulfully good. But I would never knew that the song was written by Prince. Now, at number eight, The Closer I Get to You. This is from Roberta Flack and the late Donnie Hathaway. And this is from Roberta Flack's LP, Blue Lights in the Basement, released on the Atlantic label back in November of 1977. The song was released back in January of 1978. And yes, the song went to number two on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts, number three on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Shorts, and number one, on Billboard's Soul single shorts on April 1st, 1978 for two weeks. And the song went gold and it sold over a million copies in print. So rest in peace to the late Donny Hathaway. And the last time we heard from him, that was a hit that Roberta Flack did back in the spring of 1980. And his last recording was Roberta Flack featuring Donny Hathaway. And that was released back in the spring of 1980. So rest in peace to Mr. Donnie Hathaway. Number seven, Vision of Love by Miss Mariah Carey. From her self-titled debut LP, Mariah Carey, released on the Columbia label. And yes, the song went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles charts on August 4th. 1990 for four weeks, and it also went to number one on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Singles Shorts, also on August 4th, 1990 for three weeks, and number one on Billboard's R&B Black Singles Shorts on August 11th, 1990 for two weeks, and the single went platinum and it sold over a million copies in print. She made her national debut she performed that song on the Arsenio Hall show back in the summer of 1990. And then she sung that song again on the season premiere of NBC Saturday Night Live. Not the season premiere, but the second episode of NBC Saturday Night Live back in September of 1990. And the guest host was the late Patrick Swayze. Now, number six, Love on a Two-Way Street. By the Moments, released on the Stang label. The single went to number three on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number one on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts on May 16th, 1970 for five weeks. Now, I didn't know that this was the original version. I thought the original version was from Miss Stacy Lathersaw when it came out in 1981. So when I heard it on CBS FM back in the mid-80s, then I found out it was the original one from The Moments, and it later became a remake for Miss Stacy Lattisaw. Now, we're down to the top five now. Number five, Let's Get It On by the late Marvin Gaye from his LP entitled Let's Get It On, released on Motown's Tamla label. The song went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Single Shorts on September 8th, 1973 for two weeks. And number one on Billboard's Soul Single Shorts on August 18th, 1973 for six weeks. Yep, and, we, and he performed the song on Soul Train back in 
I believe it was January or February of 1974, and he was back on the scene. All right, we got four more songs to go. Number four is a tie, Wildflower. Yes, Wildflower. Now, it was originally performed by Skylark for their self-titled debut LP released on the Capitol label, and it was released back in the spring of 1973. Song went to number nine on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number five on Billboard's Easy Listening Singles Shorts. But that song was later released on the Black Radio Soul Stations. And that was back in December, going into early January, February of 1973. And on the same year of 1973, the new birth took it to another level with their version of Wildflower from their LP entitled It's Been a Long Time, released on the RCA label. And the song went to number 45 on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts and number 17 on Billboard's Soul Singles Shorts. Now, this song, which was redone by the new birth, sampled from actor, comedian, singer, Mr. Jamie Foxx for his song called Un Unbelievable. Yep, Unpredictable. <laughs> I was about to say Unbreakable, but no. The name of the song was called Unpredictable. Yes. So if you get a chance, check out Jamie Foxx's version, but you got to hear the sample of the song that was from The New Birth not from Skylark. Number three, Me and Mrs. Jones by the late Billy Paul from his LP entitled 360 Degrees of Billy Paul, released on the Philadelphia International CBS label. The album was released back in the fall of 1972. The song went to number one on Billboard's Soul single shorts on December 9th. 1972 for three weeks and number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts on December 16th, 1972 for three weeks as well. So the song had both went for three weeks. So number one on Billboard's Soul Charts on December 9th and on December 16th on the Hot 100 Pop Singles Shorts both went for three weeks. So when this came out, I love MFSB when I was introduced to Philly International. So when you hear MFSB, I just love the song. You know, I can't help it. <clears throat> so when I was over, <laughs> excuse me, you know, I just love it. Love the song. Number two, Float on by the Floaters from this self-titled debut LP. The Floaters released on the ABC label. And yes, the song went to number one on Billboard's Soul Single Shorts on August 13th, 1977 for six weeks. Yeah, I love that song too. But this one's a little different. They just, just rap and they say their names and what's their, um, their sign. Are they Aquarius or are they Libra? 
or Leo or Cancer. And that's how the song goes. And the number one song is always My Girl by The Temptations, released on Motown's Gordy label. And this was from the LP entitled Sing Smokey. Now, the album was released back in December of 1964. The song went to number one on Billboard's Soul Singles charts on January 30th, 1965 for five weeks. And number one on Billboard's Hot 100 Pop Singles charts on March 6th, 1965 for one week. Well, there you have it, folks. This is my top 10 Black Soul music experience love songs of all time. Now, as I mentioned, if your favorite wasn't not on the list, and that's why I was saying to you, I can't do all the love songs all in one night because we have a lot of love songs out there. We can save that for season four, season five, season six, season seven. You know, you name it. But hey, I want to hear a word from you. What was your favorite love song from back in the day? What was back from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or today? Post it at anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. And I want to hear a word from you. What was your favorite love song? in honor of Valentine's Day from back in the day. Was it coming from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or 90s or today? And yes, you can put in songs from the 50s too. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash messages. And ladies and gentlemen, download all of your favorite love songs that I've just talked about on this episode of the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. Visit iTunes.com, Spotify.com, or you can purchase a CD at Amazon.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear this episode, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash subscribe. And please support my podcast Visit anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash support and please pass it on. Thank you for joining me as I close out this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Well, that's about it for this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. Thank you for joining me, and please tune in next week for an all-new episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash support. You can also leave your message by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash messages. 
And please leave your feedbacks and your comments and your replies by going to my Facebook homepage. Go to facebook.com slash the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. And you can also tweet me on Twitter at Sam Wilson Jr. 66. As always, partying, remember this. Reach for the top and your dreams will come true and it can happen to you. From all of us, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. And please be safe.